0: Welcome to True Mental Health. I'm Crystal Crawford. And I'm Dr. Janine Kraft. We're here to have unique conversations about what really creates mental wellness. After years. Decades. Of seeking. Seeking what could create more ease in life. And trying
1: every modality possible.
0: Crystal and I crossed paths and realized we had similar missions.
1: A mission to have conversations about what creates ease.
0: What creates well-being. And what renders us truly functional? If you know something else is possible, maybe completely different than you've ever been taught, join us on a journey to uncover what creates true mental health.
1: Okay, we're back, hi guys. Part two of this conversation, and we are recording, recording, recording. <laughs> is hard we're recording these back to back so there's some continuity um we're pulling back in the comment that this this um follower posted on your social media post that we referred to in the last episode and there's a there's a second part to it that i think is going to lead into another really robust conversation and it's this she was really um saying that people pleasing seems to be this really popular phrase being used and wanting more conversation around it. And the last one, we really talked a lot about authenticity and like getting to that point where you could, you know, get through the judgment of you into a different space where you get more access to choices. But this one is like, she goes, I don't, my people pleasing wasn't by choice. It really came from a space of not being able to handle the rage and the anger from people I'm close with. How do you handle When someone you're close with becomes dysregulated and yells and screams and shuts down, becomes physically or emotionally violent. Thank you.
0: The first thing that came up for me was that when folks go into that energy of rage and emotional violence, so to speak, is that they're seeking to dominate and control you to some degree, whether or not they're really conscious. To some degree, I would say fully (laughs)
1: 100,000% controlling you. Let me say what (laughs) Janine is going to dance around and I will be the bad guy. People do feelings to control you, period, 100%. That is the purpose of feelings. And when somebody is doing anger, rage, violence, they are doing control. So that's something you just have to look at for yourself, see if it makes you lighter. What's true for you always makes you lighter, what's heavy for you makes you, it's a lie. Yeah. So what's true for you makes you lighter, what's heavy is a lie. So if that information gives you a sense of space, even if it's uncomfortable, that means there's something there. Now, I full on lived with this, like my whole life. People that did anger, rage, fury, hate, um, emotional violence, verbal violence, and very similar to what I spoke to in the in the first part of this two part series, I developed these coping mechanisms for it. So my coping was to go very very quiet, just watch everything, only speak. I really actually didn't speak almost at all till I was in my twenties. Wow. I was really nonverbal because everybody else was doing the verbal. Everybody else was doing the violence around me. So I just let that occur. And so I had to, I felt, I felt like I grew up in an ocean, in a stormy ocean where you just mm-hmm. had to like, your, your nervous system was constantly activated. You were on high, I was on high alert all the time. So by the time I got into my twenties, um, I had to actually teach myself how to speak to people, which was wow. quite weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how much it shapes behavior, truly. So it's like when someone is doing very loud feelings, and then how everyone else I'm thinking of even how you like behaviorally train a dog, you know what I mean? You shape their behavior by rewards or punishment or whatever. And um, so kind of that same idea here, whereas like people then go into some sort of coping. So for you being more quiet, nonverbal, or others trying to be the like, overachiever, the over accelerator look, I'm the perfect child, I never get in trouble, I don't do anything wrong, or just whatever it is to try to adjust what's happening and which is shape ultimately from the first person's behavior.
1: Yeah. And then, so another part of this that I learned way later when access consciousness came into my world through a lot of abuse classes. So I took a lot of the classes they mm-hmm. offer on abuse. I yeah. uh, did the body process. There's a there's an audio on abuse. Like that's abusive what she said is abuse yeah so i had to unravel a lot of that energy in my world because i had my body had tried to heal it out of their bodies i had trapped a lot of it in my body physically um i had done something that we call biomimetic mimicry which is just this Mm. thing where you literally energetically mimic pains pathways and realities so i was a walking talking like ball of coping that had done all this stuff and I, I think it's important to state that because depending on what you have come through you have a you have a level of um of shit to unravel in your world that this one conversation is just going to sort of touch on and i want to acknowledge that because also if you're here after going through a lot of that you're stronger than fucking dirt that's what gary said to me he's like if you sort if you went through abuse and you didn't die you're stronger than dirt and i was like what does that mean he's like Ask Ask the universe to show you this about you. So that's just also that. And then the third part of it was like abuse is never personal and it is abuse. Mm -hmm. So there was this whole kind of universe to get about this. And from there, I think we can kind of unpack like some of the things you can start to choose.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting because it inherently, the receiver takes it as completely personal. It's totally personal. It's
1: totally about you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it isn't. Yeah, well, because ultimately someone is functioning from their, usually it's like what we call generational trauma, right? It's just kind of passed down if there isn't that great unraveling, the healing that you did, then it just continues on to the next generation because people just kind of function unconsciously from these choices and continue to perpetuate the abuse over and over again. And so I, I get that's sort where of like generationally a lot of people actually now these days are more aware of this and are wanting to stop these cycles from continuing.
1: Yeah. So it's like her question was um <laughs> how do you handle it when someone you're close with becomes dysregulated and yells, screams shut down, becomes physically or emotionally violent? I think there's a lot of different questions you could ask yourself in that yeah. moment. Like, does this work for me? No, like, let's start people... with asking
0: a question. Like, just start, start with, with asking, asking a question. Not making yourself, yeah. wrong. not like, I'm wrong. What did I do? Not that question. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we even start with, like, if that's occurring
1: and you've already collapsed, Yeah. what can you choose? So you've got some really cool tools.
0: Yeah, so it's like if you are already in the collapse state, your nervous system is struggling to function or before where I just I couldn't speak up about it, then it looks like doing somatic tools. So things like breath work or going for a walk and somatic, I just mean involve your body, move your body, stop trying to think about it and just move your body. So breath work, dance it out, walk, something cold exposure is also really good, cold shower or whatnot. Um, just to physically shift it because it's like when we are so much in that trauma response or in a freeze mode, our executive functioning is offline. So it's like we're not able to think about things clearly, so to speak. So it's like more thinking, more focusing on thoughts is not going to get you there at that point.
1: Yeah. And if you're like, I mean, literally, like if you have a family member that does this often and you are really looking at like, how do I navigate this family member? Um, just be aware that in the situation, you can all of a sudden need to like live in the bathroom, maybe you have constant diarrhea, or you can (laughs) take yourself out of the situation physically in order to care for you. And I think that's really important for those of us that I grew up with this as my normal. And it took me a lot of time to learn that I could actually physically remove myself from a situation in which that was happening. I didn't have to take it I didn't have to tolerate it. I didn't have to try to survive it. None of that had to happen. I could literally walk out in the middle of somebody screaming at me and choose something else. So I also really want to state that out loud because for yeah. those of you guys that that's your normal, that does not have to be your normal. And you get to be as interrupting with your choices as you choose to be. That is not something that you are mandated to take yeah. ever again.
0: Yeah, allowed does not equal strong. No. That or person can choose person. what mm-hmm. exactly. That person can choose what they're going to
1: choose, but you also get to choose what you're going to choose. So for some of you, it may be practicing that. That alone might be a great practice.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's you also,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, by removing yourself, you also shape their behavior as well by saying, like, not reinforcing like, it. Right? You're like, what? bye, see you later. Yeah, it's just like the treat is over here, dog. By when by not acting out, and so it's like when you remove yourself off. Ultimately, it's like they're not getting what they're desiring is your attention with it. Yeah.
1: My, mom used to, my mom's way of relating with me used to be calling me, starting a kind of a nice friendly conversation and then inevitably yelling at me about something. Yeah. And for a long time, I just thought that was, I, I just had to handle that. And then I started to learn that I was not going to do that. And she kept kind of abusing me over this one topic. And there came a day where I just said to her, If you want to continue to talk to me, you will never bring up this topic again. And she didn't ever again. But until I was that clear, she had permission to just run all over me. And this kind of, for me, transitions into point number two, which is like, when you're ready for the abuse to stop, it will. Mm -hmm. So that's something else you got to get, is that you are actually the one with the power in any situation like that. You're the one with the power. They are doing power over you in order to feel powerful. But in truth, you're the one with the power. And when you're ready for it to stop, you will be the one that says this will never happen again. And at that moment, it will stop. So what? Yeah. Please.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just I'm looking at how there there's something there within the energy also that you're aware of that is totally incongruent with what they're saying. And I used to kind of fall for this trap all the time, especially on social media, where either they would tr- like kind of be nice and then like, because they were just waiting for me to be wrong and then they could read me. But what I was getting on Monday was some like kind of emotional aggressiveness right from the start. And then, wait, now I want to ca- have a conversation. Tell me more about your point of view. And I, mm-hmm, this is a trap. I could tell that like you can tell <laughs> from a mile away. Now I'm so clear now that I've tuned in more energetically that I was you know, right to, nope, I'm, I don't need to engage just because now you're trying to be nice about it or, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, you know what's happening. Trust that. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it might be really important to teach yourself that to start seeing how you can disconnect what somebody else is choosing with what you've chosen. Because there was yeah. another thing that would occur for me is like, well, if she's yelling about this, I must be wrong, oh. always if she's doing this i must have done something wrong i must be doing something wrong so when you when you are sure you've done something wrong you go into a lot of defense or you go into collapse or you go into trying to get power over because you are yeah. sure you're wrong so all of those are symptoms of the fact that you think you're wrong you're not wrong the other person having a very loud point of view about something is doesn't mean that you're wrong so it's like starting to really strengthen that in you like even if you've done something shitty you're not wrong there's just shitty choices and great choices like you know what would it be like to really know that no matter what you've chosen you're not wrong you're not wrong you're not
0: wrong, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. yeah That. yeah i'm looking because my master class next month is going to be living beyond judgment because i'm like oh there's something there's so much here around this especially leading into thanksgiving and family and holidays uh so it's just interesting kind of what you're saying. Oh my God, I lost my train of thought. Where'd it go? It flew away.
1: i yeah. like, <laughs> oh <God>, that is. <laughs> yeah. It starting like, strength it's like, it's here there. and then goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's okay. I'll come back.
1: Yeah. yeah so like for you, what, so like a lot of what you, you handle these days is other people that you aren't as close to really dishing out the, the anger rage. Yeah.
0: Like, well, and what you would think would, I mean, it just depends because some folks struggle more with people they're close to with separating this or, you know, or it's easier for them with people they don't know. And, and for me, it was everyone. So it was just also the social media. Um, And there was just something so different about being able to see it as like oh this is my point of view and this is their point of view and this is the point that i want to go to earlier is we were we're just so dynamically trained to function from the right and wrongness that even when you said you're not wrong i was kind of like well what else is there like you know it's like there's still that kind of knee-jerk reaction that it's like well what is functioning beyond that truly Okay,
1: great question, because that's really where I wanted to go next. And I know I'm kind of leading the trade on this one. I mean, I've done so much work on this.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I just pulled it out of your head. <laughs>
1: yeah, you did. Because um, the, the thing to really get, so those are just kind of fundamental pieces, but the thing to really get is when you're in a situation, whether it's on social media or with another person, the question, it's to go to a question for yourself. And I would say there's about two pretty relevant questions, at least from my point of view. And one is like, does this work for me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because that's relevant, actually. Does this work for me? My mother used to want me to stand in front of, and for those of you guys listening, my mother doesn't listen to any of my stuff. We are completely disconnected. And she also knows. So I'm not speaking behind her back. She would want me to stand in front of her so that she could yell at me about what it was she had a point of view about. And sometimes I would, and it's been a long time since I've been physically present with her, but what I started to do, even on the phone, I'm like, does this work for me to like hang around for this? Yeah. Because she's not gonna stop. There's nothing I say that actually creates something different. The only thing that's functional is to leave her presence. And so that's a really great question to ask yourself. It's like, does this work for me? Um, Do you have anything on that? (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I get
0: because it, it's kind of like, there's no right or wrongness about it mm-hmm. within the question, right? It's just like, does it work? Like in the idea of, I think when Gary has said to function from the yes, no universe versus right or wrong, that helped me to, to differentiate the energies of the two because it's like, does this work or not? Not this is right, wrong choice, just yeah. and if it doesn't work for you, then what else could I choose?
1: Yeah. And the other thing it does, I'm realizing, is it includes you for the first time.
0: Mm. Ooh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We don't include ourselves. Well, the judgment excludes.
1: We force right. ourselves to handle things we don't have to handle. Yeah. We don't actually include the fact that this person is insane and they're doing insane things in our general direction and that that doesn't really work for us. Yeah.
0: They we don't they include can. ourselves. They think they can control you under the guise of righteousness. And they have been able
1: to so far. Yes,
0: yes, 100%.
1: And so that question starts to actually include you. Go, well, does it really work for me to just sit here and let somebody hit me across the face with a fish? Or a boot? Or a hand? Or a a verbal hand? Like, is (laughs) I actually gonna, I'm gonna stand here for this? And I think that's like,
0: I had to really ask myself that many, many times. I'm like, am I actually choosing this? (laughs) Well, it, cause it, and there's no um, one answer, awareness no to answer. each right situation. So for me on Monday, it was like when it started to come in, it was just like, eh, delete block. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't care to engage this, delete block, delete block. And I was like, okay, it's still coming. Truth is now the time to say something. Yes. Okay, let's go. You know what I mean? And that, that was it. It just, it for whatever reason, it wasn't the time to say it initially. And so that's what I followed versus like, it's right to say something now. It's wrong to say something now or what I've always followed before. So that's another great question. Is it time to say something? Another thing
1: I would add to that little camp of questions in terms of saying anything is like, will it create anything to say something? Yeah. Because there are other times where I've got plenty of shit to say. (laughs) And I have to ask myself, will it create anything to speak about this? Yeah. And that's true for social media. And that's true for people. I had a client yesterday who came in she had paid me a particular amount of money that was quite low for the time that she was getting. I had additionally added time. Mm-hmm. And we were in the session, and she she did this thing energetically with words that did this stabbing yeah, to me. yeah. And I had never wanted to stab someone through Zoom so bad in my life. And I was like, okay, that's information for me. So that energy has always kind mm-hmm. of confused me because it had this candy coating, with malevolence underneath. Yeah. But I was not confused. I simply went through the rest of the session, and then I emailed her after, and I said, upon consideration, I'm canceling this program. Here's your money back. Goodbye. And so realizing that um, that doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. I don't need your money that bad. There is nothing that I have to now take because of any one reason. It either works for me or it doesn't. And forget where i was going with that exactly but that was like do i say so do i say something yeah so in that moment we're in a session and i'm like do i say something about this do i call it out and i'm like i did something different that didn't call it out directly and changed the energy of it but i didn't necessarily directly address it so there is no one answer there's like what do i want to do with this what's going to create something what's going to create the reality i want to have here
0: and that's key, too, with your awareness of what was being said, being completely incongruent with the energy that was being delivered, because I've I've noticed that yeah. more, and I've had more awareness of it now, Of like, oh, they're saying this thing, and there's even a smiley face emoji with it, and I'm kind of like, and winking at me, <laughs> but what they're doing is stabbing me in the organs underneath the table. And even if you were to, like, just read it line by line, you could be like, oh, okay, you know, but I, you can still... the energy's there yeah so that's another huge thing is like you can trust yourself
1: with what you're picking up about the energy trust yourself teach yourself to trust yourself you are picking up on something evil you are picking up on something malevolent you are picking up on that energy you can trust you are picking up on the energy of judgment people do do that and here's the ultimate in understanding why people do that because they can and that is it that's the ultimate Well, we can try to justify it. Well, they were abused and blah, 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 blah. But all that story doesn't matter. It's not relevant. Yeah. So help yourself by taking yourself out of trying to justify their behavior. Well, they were abused as a child. Well, they're dysregulated. Drop that for a minute and go, this is what they're choosing. Does that work for me?
0: Well, and it's like the justification doesn't include you either. And you trying to be a nice
1: person by including the justification means you get abused. Yeah. Does that work for you? And that's actually not very nice at all. What's at true kindness is acknowledging what is. True caring is acknowledging what is. We've been really, really miseducated on what caring and kindness and niceness mm-hmm. is. It basically means shut up, sit down, and take what I offer you. That's what that basically means. Yeah. And because we care, we don't include ourselves, which we think is the answer in what caring means.
0: Mm-hmm. The true caring
1: is caring about you. And the more, this is, I think this has been the season of clarity and caring for myself, because the more clarity I get about what works for me and what doesn't, the more fast I am going, no, I'm sorry, this doesn't work for me, like eliminating things. So it's been a season kind of eliminating, and now I'm like, okay, now what can I add? Because <laughs> now I've got, <laughs> I took out all the rocks and
0: the weeds. Now what can I plant in this? So much space. What I do with this <laughs> and i must fill it up again.
1: <laughs> with what really like renders me joy. And contributes. It. Yeah. Because yeah. now I get to choose. I'm the creator. I'm the
0: creator. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it might take a second. It might take you a few days. Maybe next. it'll take you a few years. And it's just like stick with it. And I'm so grateful we're having this conversation because I got it from other people having these conversations or posting about it online. I mean, that facilitated me to be, let's say braver, but like more willing to own that and step into my own power and potency. Braver. as well. Braver, yeah. yeah, You've
1: gotten braver. Yeah. Fuck yes. I mean, it takes bravery in a world that tells you you can't be yourself and that shuts you down for being yourself. It takes courage to be you, but you have it. You got here. You survived, you survived ballet. I survived my <laughs> manicomia of a childhood. Like, Yeah. We're here. We're here. You're here. So you've got what it takes. So now where can you start? And, and this is really just that's the only question. Where can I start with this? You know, yeah. look at your situation. Look at the person or the people you're currently coping around and go, okay, if I wasn't coping here, what would I choose? What really works for me? and start to pull that out of your own universe. I get that we've shoved down so far into the abyss, yeah. the relevance of our own, what we really desire, what really works for us. And it's starting to pull that up with like What really works for me here? If I was really including me here, what would I choose? What are they actually doing that I'm not looking at? Does that work for mm-hmm. me? And if it doesn't, what can I choose?
0: Mm-hmm. And re-listen to this episode and the previous one over and over again, especially before the holidays, especially before spending time with family because that will facilitate you. Yeah. Cool. Enjoying. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, you guys.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a request. If you found benefit from today's episode, we'd be so grateful if you would subscribe leave us a review or share it with someone you know would benefit until next time.